This is Hope Alive Radio Station, shaping minds for a better future. This hour, I have the pleasure and the honor of speaking to Hope Restoration Ministries founder and uh, uh, leader, Pastor Pindi Matebula. Afshenu Maminjani. Ripari Lewanito. Aye, Namito Makim Fukin. Hey, Fukine, thank you for having me. I in case I'm going to today, I'm like, as in 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, bus changana once, uh, they will catch on later. <laughs> it's, um, it's a heavenly language. Some people will struggle to interpret it. <laughs> the interpreters of tongues. Yes. <laughs> Before we get into the topic of the day, I have a question yes. I've been meaning to ask. Do you wear flat shoes? Okay. Flat shoes. Actually, hey. I don't like flat shoes. You? Yesterday, my daughter Kadeko <laughs> wanted to take a pic of me wearing my PJs <laughs> with a wedge. Yo, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> and I and I told her, you dare do that? I'll set you out. So yeah. I'm glad she did it, yeah. No, it's it's one of those questions like, that I was like, if ever I get a chance to ask a question, the first thing I have to ask is, do you wear flat shoes? Because whenever we are here at church, even if it's a sneaker and whatnot, Uma will come wearing a sneaker a that has a heel. I'm like, hey, bana, yeah. <laughs> I love heels. It's like, you know, I was born in heels. And the truth is, I started wearing heels, I think, how many years ago? I think 10 years ago or so, and I taught myself to walk in, in, in heels, you know, high heel shoes, and, and I'm loving it. I believe my posture, you know, uh, is good when I'm wearing heels, and when I wear flats, then, you know, I have those knee pains and things like that. That's why I prefer heels. But you just have to get proper, you know, kind of heels, otherwise you're going to hurt you, yourself. <laughs> and my cons, it's a, it's a black thing, so you need to make sure those two, they don't you know, bend your feet so that you're comfortable, you're able to jump, you're able to preach in on them. And yeah, I'm loving them. I thank you so much, Ma. I'll I'll start practicing. I'll start with with those small ones. Now, Ma, to get into the topic of the day, it's it, it's a very serious yes. topic. It's a very it's a topic that we need to address. As 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 Isondo, it's a topic that we need to. I believe we need to speak openly about church and mental health as a whole. Like we're yes. bringing it all together. If uh, Ma, you don't mind, can you please take us through? What has been your experience, uh, family-wise, church-wise, when it comes to mental health? Um, I think maybe let me start with my family. In my family, I have two members, family members, who battled mental illness. I hope you can hear me. I've got two family members who battled mental illness, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately, one of them successfully took his life mm-hmm. due to depression, mm-hmm. and that was very traumatic to us as a family. And the other one, as we speak, she's com- she has completely lost her mind. Mm. So within the church, I wouldn't say a lot about that. Maybe you mm. would, you'd understand why I can't say a lot, because I believe we have a number of people who are battling mental illness. But because of the stigmas, you know, mm-hmm. attached to that and people not wanting to be labeled as crazy, mm-hmm. some of them, they don't open up to say, this is what I'm going through. And yeah, I just hope that God will help us as a church to get to a point where we are so open and we accept people who are ill, you know, mentally, as much as we accept those who are physically ill. And personally, 
Um, I think I just want to tell the, the, the listeners that, yes, I've battled depression and even suicidal thoughts uh, in the past. Praise God that it's in the past. And the reason why I had to go through that was due to the two major losses I suffered, one being the loss of my son in 2006, and the other uh, major loss was the loss of my voice in 2009. So dealing with such was a, a, a struggle for me to a point where I felt I can't continue doing this life. Mm-hmm. Ma, looking at, um, at your position, uh, if I can use that word, in society and as well as, as the church, we do, we do know that you are the backbone of Hope Restoration Ministries with Umfundisi, uh, with Urev Matebula, right? Uh, being mm. coming to AMA seminars and conferences, I, I, I remember the first time I heard about it, I was attending one of the conferences. By you being open about your experiences, about your life experiences, does that uh, help you in dealing with um, with mental health or does that help you to say, okay, naefemula, basically, like I'm, I'm, I'm letting yes. everything out. How, like, why? And uh, other people would say, Seeing the position as, as that you're holding, why would you be open like that? Why would Umamfundis, you know, talk about such things? Like, why do you do that? And also, how does it help you? I think I think that's a beautiful question because I think one thing that made me struggle at first um, with you know suicidal thoughts and even depression is that you know I was trying to to keep the face, you know, to look the part, mm-hmm. to yeah, to sound the part, you know, saying the right things, you know, quoting scriptures, wherein I knew that, you know, inside I was I was not okay. Mm-hmm. So I got to a point where I told myself, I think it's okay for me not to be okay and yeah. tell people that I am not okay. Mm-hmm. And and that was that 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 has been a journey to my recovery. And yeah, maybe some people they are judging me. Yeah. That you know, how can she just be frank and open and honest about it? Mm-hmm. Being such, you know, a, a prominent. I'm not sure whether prominent is the right way because I don't feel I'm I'm that. Mm-hmm. But being, you know, a, a person who's influential, especially within the the church space. But I'm I'm a firm I'm a firm believer that the power of sin, or other life difficulties, you know, it's it's it's. It, it lies when we, we decide, you know, to conceal it, you mm. know, to, 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 not to conceal it, to reveal it. Yes. Because secrecy, you know, it, 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 it gives the sin or the difficulty its power. So the power of sin or any difficulty, it, it lies in its concealment or secrecy. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you decide to open up and to be honest with your struggles, then I believe the battle is half won. Mm. And, and the first time I spoke about it, I tell you, I was able to sleep better because it's like, sure, something has been taken off my shoulder. People yes. now they know I struggle. Now the expectations, I hope, they've been lowered. Now they understand I am human. And the beautiful thing, when people they know that you know you are frank with your struggles, mm. they are well able to identify with you. You know, I believe that the the, the Church of Jesus has been under the I think the lie and the, the deception that pastors are super beings. Yes. Pastors are not human mm-hmm. and pastors, they don't struggle like anyone else. Mm. And as soon as you say, I struggle, people are well able to come out and say, you know what, Mom, actually I've been struggling with this ever since, you know, I was open to share about my, my mental struggles, my mental struggles 
and illnesses, people were able to come to me and say, Ma, this is what I'm going through. Mm. Can you assist me? Mm. And to see them, you know, soldiering on in the face of all these things that they are facing, it gives me, you know, joy. And it, 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 it tells me that I was born for this. Mm. I was born to walk with the weak to a point where they get the freedom that they need. That's powerful there. To our listeners, if you want to engage with myself and Opasta Pindi, you can call us, you, sorry, you can send us your voice notes on 067-153-1089. And on Twitter, we are Hope Alive underscore radio. On Facebook, we are Hope Alive radio station. We are speaking about mental health and the church. I like what you said, Ma, that um, as Abandu, we tend to see pastors as these people who don't have flaws, as these people who yeah. don't have uh, fault basically uh, yeah. where we have seen if Mfundisi falls yo all break <laughs> all break loose because we're like eh, eh, he, the person is not supposed to trip and fall you understand so I like yes. that in your opening up it has actually made you to be okay and people are able to approach you uh, freely knowing that you are also going through the struggles that other people are going through so now Having mentioned that you yourself have uh, have been through depression and you've had suicidal thoughts and uh, two family members have also uh, suffered through uh, mental health, would you say as a person who's grounded in the word, as a person who leads a church, that has tested your faith? Has it ever tested your faith? Have you asked yourself, Uguti, why God? Absolutely, Ceci. Actually, like any other life struggle, be it financial, relational, mm-hmm. parent, parental, mental illness mm. within my family did test my faith. Mm. But remember, like the Bible that we read says, the testing of our faith is to our benefit yes. as it develops us. You know, we become patient, we become better, our, our character becomes so beautiful because of the test that we've been through. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did test my faith, but I believe now I'm effective in ministry. I'm effective, you know, to take people through the journey of healing because of where I've been. So looking back, it's not like I'm thinking I shouldn't have gone yes. through that, but I praise God that I've been through that because now when I preach, I don't preach over people's heads. Mm-hmm. I know that your struggles are real and sometimes you may struggle even mentally. You know, you, you may be ill mentally, not physically. And God is there for us to heal all of us, those who are physically ill and those who are mentally ill as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm jotting down notes here. I'm, I'm making notes. So coming back Ma, to, to, to you being frank, to you being open, would not to put you on the spot or to drive any narrative, but did okay. you <laughs> did you feel like there were some corners where they were like, no, we're not going to talk to her. She's not strong enough. Do you feel sometimes when you open up about such issues, because I can say mental health, it's something that we don't talk about and we know that it's something that we should be talking about. By you opening up, do you feel like maybe some people stayed away because you were open or more people were actually coming forward to say, Ma, this is what we are going through. I think maybe it was a balance, mm-hmm. you know, of those who were opening up to me because I was frank. And obviously some people, you know, they they tend to think because you are struggling, you know, with mental health issues, mm-hmm. maybe you are not matured enough 
to deal with their issues or even to pray over them for them to see the breakthrough that they are expecting from the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I've seen people, you know, who, even when we, we're doing altar calls, I'll mm. be standing there wanting to pray for them. And some people will be moving away from where I am. Mm-hmm. As if, you know, I've got, I'm contagious in a way. As soon as I lay my hands on them, mm. then I'm going to transfer crazy to them. So you'd see that, but you tell yourself, you know what? Is because they don't know what they don't know. You know, sometimes yes. you just have to empathize with people, not because you feel, you know, angry, but you feel they don't understand. That's why they are acting like this. Because it doesn't mean because you've been through stuff, then you can't be spiritually, you know, powerful enough to pray unto God for you to see results or for them to see the results that they are expecting from you. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, Ma. Let's let's take a song so that we can have a glass of water and continue with this <laughs> and continue with this conversation. And we are starting to get voice notes as the listeners want to engage with you and ask you more questions. So let's take a glass of water as we listen to one of your selections uh, by Oli saying "Healing Power." Hit us up on our socials. Hashtag pushing boundaries. Hashtag hope alive radio. The time right now is 25 minutes past seven o'clock. You're still tuned in to Pushing Boundaries with myself, Zanela Zama, on Hope Alive radio station. If you want to connect with us on Facebook, we are Hope Alive radio station. On Twitter, we are Hope Alive underscore radio. And on WhatsApp, we are 067-153-1089. We are speaking to Umama Tebula, Mam Fundisi Pindi Matebula. We're speaking about the church and mental health. And she's also sharing about her own personal life and uh, in relation to mental health. Health. And also, now we, when after this special voice note, we're going to delve into what is it that the church can do uh, to raise awareness about uh, mental health. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, this is Rev Matebola. What a beautiful interview, my love. That is my wife, Pindi, there. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying the show. What a strong woman we have, you know, in the ministry and in the family. Yeah, keep up the good work, guys. Beautiful show. I love it. Great interview. Bye. Thank you so much, Rev, for that uh, message. Mamfundis, are you still with us? Yes, I am, Ceci. No, we thank we thank you. I hope you heard that message from Rev Matebulas there saying that uh, keep on keeping. Yeah, obviously he's my husband. He needs to say nice things about that's a wise husband right there. <laughs> ah, people so, are taking notes. I hope people are taking notes. <laughs> yes. So co- going back to this uh very important interview, Ma, we, we this topic that we're talking about. Yes. Do you think that the church, not specifically hope restoration, but the church as a whole, do you think that it is doing enough to raise awareness of mental health? Uh, look, Zanella, you know how I wish I could just say, yes, the church is doing enough, mm-hmm. but the truth is, we can do more as the church of Jesus. Yes. You know, where someone once said, which is something that you know was, I, I think was so profound, mm-hmm. he said, where there is ignorance, there can never be freedom. Mm. And sometimes at the church, we think we know better 
only to realize that we are just walking in ignorance. That is why people can be set free mm-hmm. because we are, we are ignorant. And I, I'm thinking uh, for as long as we don't understand issues about, you know, mental well-being and all issues surrounding it, we won't be able to raise awareness enough within the church and we won't be able to help people within the church and within our communities mm-hmm. who are struggling with mental illness. So I think the onus is upon the entire church of Jesus Christ just to teach themselves more or maybe get some people who teach us so that we may understand that, hey, mental health is real. And as the church, we can do something just to stop this edge of this you know, illness because I believe it's just Ill, an illness and unfortunately right away we're not dealing with the pandemic mm-hmm. of the virus but we are dealing with the pandemic of mental illness because of the, the the restrictions and the isolations that some of us we find ourselves in mm-hmm. so ma you 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 lead a church that is um that is big we currently mm-hmm. have uh, six campuses, and yes, we have. You have deployed uh, ministers to be in charge of those other campuses, right? So, looking at the magnitude that Hope Restoration Ministries is, how do you think, as a church? Now, I'm sort of putting you on the spot as Hope. Right. Yes, as mm-hmm. Hope, what is it that we can do to assist people that are going through uh, mental health, and also? Looking at how big the church is, let me, or maybe let me scale it down to one campus. What is it that in our respective campuses can we do to spot, uh, given that we have the right information, like how can we identify? What is it that we can do to support people that are going through mental health? Not because sometimes it, we tend to have those scenarios where I'm like, I have my issues, but what is it that we can do to be there for one another? You know, I think one thing that I, I can, you know, edge the, 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 the psychologists, the psychiatrists, especially those who love Jesus, who are saved, mm-hmm. is just to avail themselves you know, in those different campuses, just to say, we avail ourselves to train the church because we can't give something that we don't have. Mm-hmm. So we need to be thoroughly prepared, even as pastors. We need to be thoroughly prepared because the truth is, some of us, yes, we went to Bible school, yes. we've done theology, but we are never taught, you know, about mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. And we just need to be retrained, some of us. Some of us, we just need to, to be trained so that we are ready to take through, you know, even the people who are in the ministry of helps, the elders within the church, to say, in case you spot someone who yes. has, you know, some mental illnesses, this is what you're supposed to do. Yes. But, you know, I'm not sure whether I'm, I'm allowed to share some of the things that maybe you can do in your small and place, because we can't wait for that time to happen, because the truth is there are a number of people who would need our assistance as we speak as a church. And I believe as a church, we can just avail ourselves and be of help unto them. So I'm saying, firstly, we just need, you know, the professionals, the, the, the trained Christians, just to avail themselves, just to train us as pastors, as the church, to say, this is what we can do. And make that awareness within the church to say, let's not stigmatize those who are mentally ill or who are yes. struggling with some depression and mental issues. But let's just love them and work with them. And these are some of the tools that we can give unto them to conquer whatever illness that they are faced with. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, my you're you're allowed. You can give us those tips and tricks. That's what I love to call them. Tips and tricks, as in like, what can I do in my uh, Hope Connect, for example? What can I do? in my complex or in my neighborhood, like to support those people. Because most of these things, we can see them outside of the church boundaries, outside of the church bounds and corners and stuff like that. So you are allowed to give us those one or two pointers as in like, what is it that we can do? Okay, thank you for that, Daniele. But I think in finance, so you know, like like when people people would look at at me and say, "Mom, you, you look so great, your physique and everything." You know how I wish I could just you can give me your diet and then so that I can look as great as you look. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, work like that. When yeah. we, when it comes to the issue of diet, it has to be holistic, and so is the issues of mental health. Mm-hmm. We need to look at them holistically. So we, when I say holistically, I mean spiritually, you know, psychologically, socially, and physiologically. So mm-hmm. spiritually, especially as the church, and this, it talks to you and I as Christians, even though, you know, we are not psychologists, we're not trained in dealing with mental illness. We need to pray about, you know, those issues. If you have a person who's mentally challenged or who has illnesses, you need to pray for them mm-hmm. and encourage them to pray for themselves seek spiritual guidance you know if you're not sure what to say unto them you know refer them to an elder who can give them you know spiritual guidance that is why it's important during this time as christians to know scriptures scriptures of encouragement scriptures that we can give to those who are struggling to say the bible says the lord is with you Mm -hmm. even though you feel press you feel down you need to understand that when the righteous cry out for help the lord hears them Amen. and he delivers them out of all their troubles mm-hmm. and the bible says the lord is closer to the brokenhearted and he saved the crushed in spirit that is one of the scriptures you can give unto them just to encourage them another scripture says though we live in the flesh mm. though we walk in the flesh we do not wage war according to the flesh, but us, our weapons are spiritual. Yes. They are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. So you just have to encourage them to say, as much as we know that maybe we can refer you to someone, maybe who doesn't know the Lord, a physician, but we start here. We pray, we read the word, and you meditate upon the word of the Lord. That is one way of dealing with mental illness. The second thing you remember, I said spiritually. Yes. And the second one, I said psychologically. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good that you you tell people, especially those who are struggling, to say you can't allow thoughts in your mind to mm-hmm. take over your life. Mm-hmm. You need to capture, capture every thought, especially those that are, are, are negative. You just need to make sure that you think carefully about what you are thinking about. You are aware of your thought processes and whatever is toxic in your mind in, in your mind some people who think i am not smart enough i'm a fool i'm stupid you know those are toxic thoughts we need to tell ourselves or tell them you cannot allow such toxic thoughts to to be perpetually in your mind yes. and meditate upon such because then you are not going to get healed mm-hmm. and we need to encourage them to expose themselves to inspirational literature, mm. to study the way, to listen to good music, yes. you know, to, to make sure that they guard their heart above all else for everything they do comes from therein. So we need to tell them you, you are a, a social, a psychological being, therefore you need to think carefully about what you are thinking about. 
So the third one, you remember, you said spiritually, and then the second one, we said psychologically. Mm -hmm. Now we are saying socially. I know there are some people who are saying, I don't need friends closer to me. I don't need family or relatives closer to me. But I am saying, you cannot do life alone. You need friends. You need brothers. You need sisters. Even within the church or without the walls of the church, who are going to walk with you? Who are going to support you? When you don't feel like, you know, uh, getting out of bed, they call you to say, that's it. Wake up. something. something. Because they can hold you accountable. So you need such people. And you need to do away with toxic people in your life. Amen. There are those people, after you meet them, do away with those people. Cut those ties. Tell yourself, I don't need such in my life. And the last thing that I want you to do, before I get there, the Bible says two are better than one. Yes. Because one, when one falls down, the other one can help the other to get up. So you need a friend. Because a friend loves at all times. And a sister or a brother is born for times of hardship. And the question is, where now when you are faced with struggles, where do you mm-hmm. run to? Yes, we know you pray. Yes, we know you are thinking right thoughts, but you still need people who do life with you. And lastly, I said physiologically. We are physiological beings. We have a body. The Bible says we are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. So you need to make sure that you seek external help. You know, sometimes it's like, my goodness, don't you have faith? How can you go to a psychologist? And to a person who thinks like that, can I ask you, why do you go to see a physician yes. when you got flu? Yes. If you are a Christian, why are you so scared of COVID-19? Why do you wait, you know, so, and with such anticipation for, for the vaccine? Mm. It's because those people, the wisdom that they have, they got it from the Lord. So we are just saying it is good to consult a physician. It is, it, it is okay to consult a psychiatrist, a counselor, or a psychologist who not only prescribe pills unto you, but someone would say, you know what, let me look at your background, let me understand where you've been, let me understand the trauma that you've been, and let me walk with you in this road, other than giving you pills just to numb you so that you don't sense and feel even the the, 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 the depression or the loss or the anxiety that you are going through. So you need to deal with this holistically. Mm-hmm. I hope I have answered your questions, Anneli. Thank you so much, Ma. I, I actually jotted it down spiritually, psychologically, socially. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Don't notes. Not. Yes. yes. <laughs> Coming yes. back, Ma, to, 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 to socially, you actually led me into the question that I wanted to ask now. Uh, given that you, Umawe, too, is open and is frank, so now, how do we deal with the side talks, right? Let's say I go to Sister Maria and then I'm like, Yazin, uh, I'm not coping and stuff like that. And then jiggy jiggy manje the whole hope connect or the whole home cell knows, you understand? Or mangi hamba through the corridor, I can hear my side notes, or even when socially, for example, I tell my friends, one friend, and then now seven friends know that I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. How would I, what would you suggest or advise, Guti, 
we deal with the side notes, side talks, because they do happen. And I think for me, it's one of the reasons why we don't reach out. It's one of the reasons why we don't uh, open up when we are faced with situations because because tomorrow yeah, you'll even be scared to walk because we don't know how to deal with side talks whenever they come. Hey, yeah, no, that's true. I'm not sure why you chose Vitora Maria. They forgive us for Maria. But for Maria will always be there. Yes. Yes. I think as soon as you know we make peace with the fact that you'll always have those people even within the house of the Lord. And, you know, life itself is risky. Mm-hmm. You waking up in the morning, going to work, you're not sure whether you're going to come back, but you're taking that risk to say, I, I, I'm going to work and I'll come back because you trust God. So when you're making friends and when you decide to come up, you know, to come out and tell people, you know, I'm struggling with this, you need to to have a room mm. that, you know, this person can just betray my confidence. And everything. The truth is, when you know what I'm preaching, and then I end up talking about your issues. And does that mean, you know, you have to say, I don't need people in my, my life. The truth is, you encounter such. In mm. this life, you have those people who are going to hurt you. What you need to do, you need to walk in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And before you can even approach someone about your issues, pray about them and pray and say, Father, help me, direct me to the right person. Yes. So that as soon as I've shared my issues with that person, that person can be of help other than, you know, publicizing my issues and putting my dirty linen, you mm-hmm. know, so that everyone can see uh, publicly, and then so all that I'm saying, oh Maria, will always be the <laughs> children of God. Let's make sure that we don't become hermits, we don't isolate. I've been there, I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. One thing that kept me kept me saying is because I've got people, now I'm depressed, and now I'm feeling like I'm going crazy. I go to them and say, sisters, please mm. help. Please talk some sense to me. This is how what I'm thinking. And and, and then they are well able to counsel me to sometimes, you know, they, they, they just listen yes. and say, okay, but you know that is not true, mm. isn't it? And when you go to someone who's a mentor, long chavag, mm. some of them they just tell you, hey, Pindi, please, please, please. Yes. That's a uh, pattern of thinking. It's getting you nowhere. You remember where you're coming from. Yes. So you want to end up you know, wanting to kill yourself. So you need those people in your life. Mm-hmm. No matter how hurt you've been in the past or now, you need to make sure that you pray to say, Father, make me friendly so that I can make friends so that they may be there for me. And now when I return the favor, be there for them and keep the, the confidential issues confidential yes. so that God can honor you with good friends as well. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Zanel. <laughs> yeah, Kensama. In all in all, let's pray that Ivana Shifuwa, you know, is Changana is will say so so Uvana Shifuwa, Logomunakzela something. Uvana Shifuwa, Gugovena that thing, but he Umuntu Kashelo donkey. Don't 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 talk too much. Like be Thank you so much. I have a couple of messages here from our listeners. This one says uh Pastor, B, Pastor Pindi is the embodiment of humility. 
uh, she mo- she models it very well. This is a message from Puti, one oh, of thank our you. yes, one of our listeners. So if you want to also send in your messages, the number of voice notes they are allowed is zero six seven one five three one zero eight nine. And then the other message, Ma Iti, uh, Pastor Pindi, I truly take my head off uh, to you. Oh, Mam Fundisi, are often not given the honor that's due to them. Trust me, hope restoration would not stand tall and prominent the way it does if it were not for your efforts behind the scene. So the question says, what do you do to refresh yourself given such a demanding role? That's from uh, Usisibo Dube. Oh my goodness, that's just a, a lovely comment. Thank you so much, Sisibo. And you know, I'm human and I, I like dancing. You know, one thing that I do, I dance. You know, mm-hmm. say for instance, after preaching Sunday and I feel, oh, I, this ceremony is You know, when they say it's ceremony is yes. it's like, the ceremony, then I, you don't even know, remember what is it that we're trying to say and you're so discouraged. When I get home, we have, you know, these uh, speakers will just begin to dance with my husband. I dance the stress away, and then we'll be laughing, having fun with my family. As much as I know I look like, you know, I'm this serious girl, but yes. you, you would love me in my private space because mm. then I relax, I laugh, I joke, I'm bubbly. And, and some, sometimes, you know, my girls, they say, um, I've got, you know, those gray... They say what great jokes or whatever. I don't know if they say it with something funny, but dark humor and things like yes. that. But yeah, we have those times, you know, where we connect with my family and with my husband as well. So I try as much as I can mm-hmm. to have, you know, few friends. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of friends. Yes. But when I have them around, we just have fun. We talk about silly nothings so that at least we may distress, you know, from the work of ministry. So I'm just human like that. Previously, we would go and see movies, but now we can't. So those are some of the things that we do, going for dates, you know, mm-hmm. and with my husband, you know, every Monday. Yeah, just to relax from the stress of the ministry. Uh, taking it from there, Ma, I, I have one, one silly question. So between you and Rev, who's the one who can uh, share the Vosho perfectly? I think it's me. You know, <laughs> I, I tell myself, no, no, I'm telling you. Yo, you should see me. Maybe you can just pay me as a church. Yeah, and I show you a move or two, and then you you pay me. Then I can do that for you because I don't like you. I don't like attention. Yes. But for 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 money, maybe I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma. When COVID is done, uh, we have uh, the conferences back. I will plead. I guess when we are on radio, we put people on the spot. I will plead that you know we pay you so that you can show <laughs> show us I the take a challenge. <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah no I take it yeah bring it on let's go <laughs> <laughs> to our listeners at home if you want to engage with us we are uh, Hope Alive radio station on Facebook on Twitter we are Hope Alive underscore radio and your voice notes and uh, text they are welcomed on 0671531089 and if you've just tuned in we are speaking to Pastor Pindima Tebule we are speaking about mental health and the church She's giving us pearls of wisdom, tricks and trick, uh, tricks and tips. <laughs> My own lingo is uh, is troubling me. Tips and tricks of how we can man- manage our mental health as a church, and also she's actually given us uh, 
a lot of pointers like spiritually psychologically socially and also like be that friend that listen whenever your friend comes to you and opens up to you about whatever that is happening in their life do not be that friend that because today i told you that i'm struggling with this tomorrow james and mary and john they're also going to know about what's happening uh uh, uh, with my life so ma going back to to this topic that we we are talking about here uh with your personal experience right um uh, yes. would you say that when i come i say i am depressed or i have suicidal thoughts would it be is it in contradiction with the word of god basically because the word says confess that i am strong confess you know let the weak say that i am strong confess that i am strong would you say that whenever i become vulnerable and face those things it's in contradiction with the word of god no i don't think you know would say you are contradicting scriptures i think what we need to do as the church of jesus is just to make sure that you know whenever we quote scriptures we quote them in context you know we don't mm-hmm. quote scriptures out of context actually the bible encourages us to be aware of our state that's mm. why the bible says examine yourself understand mm. how you feel that is why the bible says in the book of matthew you know because they were sick they looked they sought out for jesus mm-hmm. so that he can pray for them but one scripture that blesses my heart is from the book of james chapter 5 mm-hmm. from verse 18 to 15 it says is anyone among you suffering yes. so it says examine yourself are you suffering let him pray if you are suffering the bible says you need to pray mm. is anyone cheerful are you happy are you excited about what the lord is doing in your life then sing psalms sing praises unto him and verse 14 says is anyone among you sick yes. so if you are sick you can't be saying i'm not sick but the bible says then if you are sick you need to call for the elders of the church mm. and let them pray over you anointing you with oil in the name of the lord yes. and that prayer of faith will be able to save you from your sickness and the lord would raise you up so the bible says if you sense that something is wrong with you you need to call for the necessary help so that afterwards you are strong and you are on your feet again so mm-hmm. the people who are saying that the weak say i am strong they need to go back to the scripture check the context thereof and be able to say no 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 i think i was quoting this scripture out of context yes for those who did not catch that that is james uh chapter 5 verse 13 to 14 that is the scripture that umama is giving us ma we have a text here they say eh, mom you joke and then you see those emojis that we love as young ones the ha 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 ones very <laughs> mom you joke it's good to know this side of your character you're gracefully carrying your call and position very well i learn a lot from you this is from one of our listeners utu minyoni Oh thank you so much to me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, and then also on Twitter we also getting a messages here from @mpo_sorry@mpoentle_m. Uh, She's saying a great interview. Mama P is just the best. She really is humorous. I just love her. Thank you to our listeners. Ma, you getting Bye. a lot of compliments. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you. You must become a regular. Yeah. Oh, really? I yes. didn't think, you know, I don't I didn't think people will will like me. You know, ah. I, I maybe I my daughter normally say maybe you underestimate how people yes. you know appreciate you because I feel I'm a boring preacher. I feel I'm a boring person. But from today you are helping me. <laughs> I'm dealing with my mental issues as well. <laughs> you are not boring, ma. You are not boring. You are going to become a regular. <laughs> another, <laughs> another message coming through here. It says, hi, Mam Ruti. You are being loved by me. Listening to your interview, I'm lost for words, gasping for air. My question is, reaching a point where you broke down as a child of God, does it mean you've moved away from the presence of God or is it normal? Uh, the, and then the person did not sign the message. They just said, thank you. Thank you for your love, uh, uh, Anonymous. But I just want to tell you, you know, when you reach that point where you feel, you know, you can't handle life, you can't handle the stress, you can't handle whatever you're going through, it doesn't mean that, you know, you've reached the end of the road. Mm -hmm. It means you need to cry out to God. David says, when my soul was overwhelmed within me, I cried out to him because he knew the path that I should take. I think sometimes we think God wants only our, our wholeness, our, our, our strength to use us. But the Bible says in our weaknesses, his strength is made manifest. And I believe the Lord can even take that brokenness, yes. you know, your humanity just says, you know, I, I can't do everything that I want to do in this life. I need God. And God can use that to minister to someone to say, you know what? You can identify with this girl, much as she's a spiritual being, but she struggles. But God comes through for her. It means God can come through for you as well. With that being said, Ma, I would like to say thank you so much for gracing us as the listeners and as children of God with your presence. I feel it wouldn't be unfair for me to cut this interview here. I would humbly ask, Guti, can we just take a few minutes, Ma, you pray for us, you pray for us, Njela, I don't have prayer points, just pray for us, Ma, as your listeners before we close. Father, it is in the name of Jesus that we approach your throne. We thank you, my Father, for this beautiful evening, for us to be able to gather this way and tune in and just listen to words of wisdom, listen to what you have to say to us even through your spirit. It is by grace, it is an honor. It means, oh God, you've given us the gift of life. And for that, we are thankful. I just want to pray for all the listeners. You know them, oh God. You know even the struggles that they are faced with, be it financially, be it relationally, be it, oh God, even mentally and physically. We pray for them this evening. We pray, my Father, your spirit upon each and every one of them. The Bible declares when the enemy shall come in like a flood, your spirit shall raise up a standard against him. We declare, my Father, that a standard has been raised in their lives. You'll continue, oh God, to heal them. You'll continue to intervene, supernaturally provide for their needs. We thank you for who you are in our lives, that we are well able to cry out to you. We are so thankful that we have you as the rock of our salvation, as the fortress upon which, oh God, the, the, the rock and the fortress upon which we run to, oh God. We thank you. We honor your name. We glorify your name. 
be with us oh god and continue to bless us and continue to bless our loved ones in jesus precious name we love you and we honor you amen and amen